Hey everyone, you are listening to episode 9 of Disney Channel Original Newbies. Today we are going to talk about Johnny Tsunami. I'm Joanna. And I am Sam. So Sam, this is a movie that you have been extremely excited to watch. I love this movie ever since I was a child. Did you still love this movie, watching it again? Well, I don't give any spoilers away for our audience, but we'll definitely get into what I thought about the movie. But it was, I think last time we said when Smart House, that was one of the most memorable movies for me. And this is probably a little bit higher than Smart House in terms of memorability from my childhood. Okay. Because I love it so much. (laughs) So I think from... That statement will be able to figure out your take on the movie, but let's jump in. (laughs) So the premise of this movie is that a child who is not named Johnny Tsunami, which I definitely still thought his name was Johnny Tsunami up until we watched it recently, a child who's not named Johnny Tsunami, but is named Johnny, is a very, very good surfer in Hawaii. And his father doesn't approve of him surfing because there's no money in children surfing or i guess when you become adult surfing well he needs to watch brink because there's obviously 200 dollars a week in it that cash money straight cash can't beat it and his father gets a job in the northeast i think vermont right gets a job in vermont they move out to vermont and johnny can no longer surf no longer has his friends out there and he has to get accustomed to living in vermont where there's no waves and there's no any sort of surfing, so he has to go into snowboarding and skiing. Yeah, that's that's the whole movie. All good right. talk. All right. It was a good episode. Yeah. Glad glad we got that off our chest. <laughs> a few things stood out in this movie to me. Uh the first being throughout the movie, obviously, you know, for a surfing slash skiing slash snowboarding movie, there are gonna be a lot of stunts. Obviously, they made no effort to hide the stunt doubles faces. Yeah, there were some scenes where it was definitely more obvious. I think some of them, it was hard to tell if it actually was a stunt double or if it was actually the actor doing it. I guess they could have had some actors that were decent at snowboarding, but probably definitely for Johnny, it was pretty obvious it wasn't him and definitely times a thousand for his grandfather. Yes, yes. And there were some scenes, well, first, pretty close to the beginning, a Johnny, not Tsunami, regular Johnny. Kukalua? Yeah. Johnny Kukalua is in a surfing competition, um, and he's catching a really big wave, and he's kicking ass, and the stunt double's hair was significantly longer than his. And it was also, like, grainy footage on purpose, it seemed like. It was, like, zoomed out, and... (laughs) It just looked so ridiculous. It was as if someone was like filming it on a camcorder that was released in like 1942. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. It's like the same camcorder they film Bigfoot every single time with. (laughs) Uh, Bigfoot and Johnny Tsunami. That's the brand of camcorder they used. Um, So yeah, the stunt doubles really stood out to me. Um, And there were a couple really good scenes, especially when they were snowboard when johnny and his grandpa 
his grandpa is Johnny Tsunami, by the way, um, were snowboarding together. Those scenes especially, you got really good shots of the stunt doubles, and they look pretty awesome. Yeah, that, those are definitely the most noticeable whenever the grandpa mm-hmm. was involved in the snowboarding, which is funny because the actor that plays the grandfather is in like every single ninja movie apparently made in the last like 40 years. So I wonder if he does his own stunts in those movies too, or if he's just a talking guy and and that's all he does. He doesn't really do stunts. That's a good question. We should look that up. We'll have to watch all 60 other movies he's in. Yeah, once we're done with the Disney Channel movies and all the other things that we've said that we would watch on uh, Naturally. the previous eight episodes, after all of that, we're going to watch all the Ninja movies. What did you think, going back to the scenes when there's actually action going on, surfing and snowboarding, what did you think of the music and guitar riffs during all those scenes? You know, they didn't really make an impact on me. Are you serious? Yeah. That's all I could think about. Because there was no sound, nothing else was happening. It was just as like, every time it was just guitar riffs, and that's it. I think I was too distracted with the stunt doubles, and that's, I was oh, that's so actually funny. just, whenever there were scenes with a lot of stunts, I was actively looking to see if I could see the stunt double's face, <laughs> and was not disappointed. So yeah, I had no focus left for guitar riffs. And just one thing totally separate of the movie for the audience to know. So we made something for dinner before that had paprika and cayenne pepper and all these spicy things in it. And I put all the spicy things in. And then after cutting up a jalapeno pepper, I immediately like had a scratch on my nose. So I started scratching it. <laughs> and I got like remnants of jalapeno pepper just all up in my nose. And now I'm just scared <laughs> to do anything with my hands at this point. And uh, Sam is definitely gesticulator, so he looks more uncomfortable because he's trying not to use his hands than he does because he got jalapeno in his nose. I'm just going to hold my pants the entire time. (laughs) But back to my boy Johnny Tsunami. Yeah, the guitar really stood out to me. I really enjoyed it. We will rewatch it, and I will focus more on the guitar and less on the stunt doubles. Another thing I'm I'm 100% sure you noticed was the kid wearing the coolest hat in the world oh my god when i was in middle school and high school and i would go skiing and see those kids wearing those crazy hats i thought it was so cool i really wanted a snowboard hat oh you never had one of those um i didn't have one like he wears in the movie i had one it was uh i don't how to describe it was it like one of those like jester hats or like the pointy no, kind of? Not a jester hat, but I did see people with those and I also wanted one of those. Um, it was more like just like a really long hat that came to a point. Okay. Um, so the point was maybe down to my shoulders. Okay. I got mm-hmm. like an elf hat that has collapsed backwards. Yes. yes. Did you snowboard a lot as a kid or ski or anything? Um, I skied. Um, I started skiing when I was very young. This is downhill? Downhill skiing. Okay. And I skied a lot as a kid. And then I've only been snowboarding like twice in my life. Uh, but it was fun. I just didn't, uh, I don't know. I didn't go a lot. What did you like better between those two? Skiing and snowboarding? Probably skiing. Okay. But then in high school, I started cross-country skiing, and I was on my school's cross-country ski team. So then I started doing that all the time, and 
kind of stopped downhill skiing. So you were a total sky is what you're telling me. Oh, yeah. I was more sky than the skies. And you weren't urchin whatsoever. I was urchin twice. But that's like... I was a two-time urchin. You hid, though, like Xenon did. Oh, no. I walked into the school the next day. I was like, I went snowboarding yesterday. I'm so sore. Were you like Johnny when he brought his snowboard to school? <laughs> yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> so, so we'll hit on some of the major, I guess, parts that happen in the movie. So like we said, Johnny's in Hawaii in the beginning. He's really into surfing. He's actually at a competition in the very beginning, and his grandfather goes to it. And in the early scenes in Hawaii, we come to realize that like I said before, the, his father doesn't agree with him surfing and he doesn't like the father, Johnny's father, doesn't like Johnny Tsunami, the grandfather's influence on Johnny. And he thinks right. that he surfs because of his grandfather. So Johnny's main character, Johnny, we need to figure out a way to... Let's call, Just him, call him Johnny. Just call him Johnny. Johnny and Grandpa. Johnny and Tsunami. Yes, Johnny and Tsunami. Johnny and Grandpa. So... Johnny's dad is definitely a workaholic. He's a coder. And basically, he just wants Johnny to grow up and have a stable life. And he makes a comment like along the lines of if you're surfing all the time, you won't be able to provide for your family. And that made me feel like, okay, so when he was a kid, there was something going on. Yeah, I agree with that. And also, mind you, Johnny is what? 13 14 at the time yeah if that he's probably in high school it sounds like it seemed like he was maybe ninth or 10th grade okay yeah so he's, so he's still very young and there's yes. no reason and he's like potentially the best surfer right now in hawaii which is a big deal yeah. i would think he's not gonna be working like he's not gonna be making money at this age he's too young to even for that to matter at all unless he uh becomes a professional surfer and makes 200 dollars a week or surf instructor yeah you could do that. Also, in uh, the scene where Johnny first goes into his house in Hawaii and sees his dad, his dad is working, but his desk is right by the front door. Yeah, very weird layout in that yeah. Hawaii house. That's not a good spot for a home office. And his back's like to the door. I would hate that so much. Oh, it was just bizarre. I was focusing on it a lot. And his dad's using very early internet to look up the salaries of surfers. Which he found really quickly. I think he went to surfercelebritynetworth.com is my guess. Oh, of course. He coded that the website. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. And like I said before, his dad gets a big deal or a big job, whatever, in New England. I don't think they say Vermont at first, but then we just come to know it's Vermont. And tells him that they're moving in a week, which is very little notice. For a kid to leave Hawaii. And pack up all his stuff. Unbelievable. And right before Johnny's dad tells him that they're moving, the mom and dad are having a discussion. The mom was like, you have to tell him soon. And then we find out that they're moving in a week. And I'm thinking, what if he hadn't said anything? Just like, oh, by the way, Johnny, pack up your entire life. We're moving to New England tomorrow. And also, like, the mom could have told him that. Yes, she could have. I do get why she wanted the dad to tell him, though. Because he's the bearer of bad news and she's the good parent. Well, She's that, a good cop. That and because it's his job that's yeah, causing I, them to move. Sure, I get that, too. 
And then we have the generic scene where a character goes from somewhere they're not used to or from somewhere they are used to to somewhere they're not used to. And they're just dressed completely inappropriately where Johnny Lance in Vermont in a literal snowstorm wearing a short sleeve T-shirt and shorts and a Hawaiian T-shirt. I'm sorry. Yes. After his mom in the previous scene says, uh, make sure you have something warm to wear. It might be a little colder in vermont than it is here it's a classic classic Mm -hmm. disney scene Mm -hmm. right there so they land in vermont they move into a very nice house in vermont i gotta say for i don't know if they bought the house or what their situation was but immediately moved into a nice house um they said that the dad's company took care of everything for them took care of moving took care of everything and they really took care of them oh yeah it was Extremely nice. And even in Johnny's room, there's already a poster up of of snowboarding or skiing. I think it was skiing, actually, which seems bizarre for a new house. Yeah, but what? Should I leave my drive posters here when we move out? You could not part with the drive posters. I'll leave, I'll leave one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but which one? Sophie's Choice? Eeny, meeny. <laughs> oh, and also Johnny is starting to go to a prep school in Vermont which is where his dad's working, which is why he's going to that school instead of the public school. I found it interesting that on the first day of school, Johnny shows up in a Hawaiian shirt. Well, and, he didn't have his uniform yet. But it also looked like, so yes, everyone's wearing a uniform. Johnny shows up in his Hawaiian shirt. And it looks like he was surprised that everyone was wearing a uniform as if no one had told him that students at the school Wear uniforms. It seemed like he knew nothing at all about going to school. At least that school. Yeah, certainly this school. Why didn't anyone tell him? I I mean, he was barely told he was going to Vermont until a week before it happened. That is true, I guess. uh, You expect the dad to also tell him that. You expect the dad also to tell him that he needs a a suit and tie. A mandatory uniform? That's over the line. Come on. And here we have a nice surprise for the DCOM audience where we find out that Xenon from 2049 is in Johnny's class, which is wild because there's nothing in this movie up until that point to let you know that it's 2049. You just thought it was like present day 1999 in Hawaii, but it turns out it's actually 2049. Well, I think this was when Xenon was on Earth for a brief period of time. And oh, it's how like the... 2042 or a little bit before that? Well, no, she was she was on Earth in 2049. But the town that Aunt Judy lived in, they said that it was uh, more old-timey. That's incredible you remember Aunt Judy's name. <laughs> it stood out. <laughs> it's funny because my, my aunt's actual name is Judy, and I never would have remembered that. That's actually how I remembered her <laughs> name. <laughs> my aunt you've never met before. <laughs> Come on, Sam, Aunt Judy. Oh, my God, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is when she comes to Earth. In 2049. Okay, when yes. her parents send her back to Earth, and this is her overlapping Yes. With this movie, Johnny Tsunami. And to fit in, she briefly changes her name to Emily. Oh, I thought her name was Xenon in the movie, too. <laughs> well, she doesn't want people to know her name is Xenon. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. It is weird because they do mm-hmm. taunt her the first day. Yeah. Maybe her first day was the day prior. So she got her uniform. Yep. And so did all and of the other her- students. <laughs> and changed her name. 
and got a new dad? We, we don't. That's her Earth dad. Oh. <laughs> That's Uncle Mike. <laughs> she just calls him dad for the time being. For the time being. She's testing it out. <laughs> and on, so on his first day of class, he meets Xenon, who, I don't know, at that point you could tell she was interested in him, but she had some sort of, she was interested to get to know him, I would say. And then yeah. he's also confronted by some bullies in the class who sure. were just so annoying this entire movie. Yes. And there were some points in the movie where I was like, but that's a really cool thing that Johnny did. If I were a student at that school, I would be like, wow, this kid is cool. Yeah. And Johnny's super, super nice to every single character in the entire movie. Yeah. He's always smiling for the most part. Just nice to everyone. He's very, he, he is Brink, basically, in that he's always smiling. He's always happy. He tries to make the best of the situations. And his dad's trying to bring him down at all times. <laughs> Did we just watch Brink again? I wish. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> and I guess not to get to get too into the weeds, but we find out that Xenon's dad is the headmaster of the school, and there's a public school and the prep school in the same town. The public school kids are called urchins because they only snowboard and they're not allowed on a certain side of the mountain in the ta- in the town. And the academy kids are called skies. And they're allowed to go in like the summit portion of the mountain, which is the better part because they're richer and, I don't know, not urchins. There's a very class conscious kind of dynamic to this town. Yes. And it's kind of enforced pretty much to all the students. Xenon doesn't want to go to the other side of the mountain. The two bullies, 100%. You can never catch them dead with a snowboard. And Johnny's kind of the go-between because he starts off skiing but really, it was just because the bullies just wanted to taunt him and kind of mess with him the entire time. So he doesn't really get into it. And that's when he starts hanging out with some of the quote-unquote urchins at the public school. And he gets to know them better, becomes really good friends with them. There's one kid named Sam in the movie that he gets to become really good friends with. We'll call him Cool Sam. Not to confuse him, me. Cooler <laughs> Sam. He gets to be friends with Cool Sam. And Sam teaches him how to snowboard. He's super nice to him. And they very quickly become friends. It seems like maybe two weeks or so. They become like best friends, more or less. Yeah. Also, some things that I found interesting about, you know, the division on the mountain is that it wasn't just the students. It seemed like it really was the whole town. Like even the ski patrol at one point tells uh, Johnny and Sam when they're on the... uh, the sky side, the skiing side. Uh, maybe you should go back to the other side. Um, Zidane's dad makes a comment about um, Johnny being friends with the public school kids at one point when he's in a bit of a pickle, spot of trouble, if you will. If you will. If you will. So yeah, it's not just a student thing. It seems to be a larger issue within the town. Definitely. I mean, it's basically just a civil rights kind of throwback to the oh yeah. the early 1900s or even middle 1900s in the United 1960s, States. 1960s. I would say that this movie yeah. is about segregation. Yeah, very yeah. much so. And it's yeah. not even like, I guess it's a little bit different because it's not the same enforcement techniques, but the security on the mountain, 
they seem like, hey, I don't really want to do this, but just a heads up, these people on this side don't really want you here. I'm following orders. Right. So it's not even like a police. I don't think he was like as mean as like the police at the time, obviously, were like hosing them down and putting dogs on them. But it was basically just these are my orders. I need to follow them for your it's, pro- it's probably for your best if you go to the other side of the mountain. Yeah. And it was more like the ski patrol guy was just like, oh, you should probably just go back over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's also clear that the parents are the real ones that enforce this because it's really all the students know. Like Xenon's like, I don't know why it's like this. It's just how it is. It's how it always was. So it's a very interesting dynamic because the headmaster clearly doesn't want Johnny snowboarding or hanging out with public school kids as does Johnny's dad doesn't want him doing that either. Because he thinks they're a bad influence on him. And Johnny and his family are very new here. Like They've only been here for weeks. And his dad is already on board with this. Yeah. And there's also a racial element to it. Because, well, Sam is black. Mm-hmm. And and he's also the one with the cool hat that Joanna wanted. 100%. And the bullies are both white. Xenon, obviously, is white. So there is also a racial element added onto it. Although a lot of the other urchins were white, but still. A more diverse crowd. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. But the only thing they really had in common, it seems like, is that they were less well-off. It's more working class families. Yeah. Um, can we talk about pineapples now? Your favorite. <laughs> All I want to say is that pineapples were a very big low-key part of this movie. When Lots else were that- pineapples besides the lunch scene? The entire first part of the movie when they're in Hawaii, they're constantly eating pineapples. I noticed because I really don't like pineapples. I would go so far as to say I hate pineapple. What would you rather eat, pineapple or coconut? This is a really hard choice because they're both awful. You have to choose one or Harry Potter dies. Oh, I guess we uh, live in a world where Voldemort rules now. Wow. Um, I think I would rather eat pineapple than coconut. Okay. If it were a life or death situation. The texture is better too of pineapple than coconut. I like both of them. Is it? Yeah. Coconut texture is kind of weird, I think. Pineapple is just a normal kind of melony, I would say. It's like a tougher watermelon. That's a really disgusting description. I always say that about <laughs> pineapples. I always say they're tougher watermelons. <laughs> but yeah, pineapples stood out to me because they're awful. But when uh, I think the moment where Johnny really and truly realizes he's not in Hawaii anymore it was when the lunch lady served some pineapple and he's like, uh, I asked for pineapple. And she's like, uh, honey, that is pineapple. It's like Look the at this sloppy, can. It's like the sloppy Joe scene in, in Billy Madison. Slop. I heard you like them nice and sloppy. <laughs> and just the the crowning jewel is that when she holds up the can, it says Hawaiian pineapple. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. He was not pleased, no. to say the least. No. Finally, Xenon comes to the dark side and decides to go snowboarding on the urchin side of the mountain. And she's in legit full on like ninja <laughs> ninja attire. She so no one want anyone to know that she's there. I didn't even recognize it was her at first, did you? It worked. How did Johnny know it was her? It was in the eyes. And 
she comes over there and she wants to learn how to snowboard but she's still like confused about the whole dynamic she's like i'm not supposed to be here don't tell anyone i'm here i don't really truly know why i'm not supposed to be here but i like you let's try out snowboarding and see how it goes so sam and johnny sam is the friend with a cool hat they teach cool sam, cool sam i'm sorry <laughs> they teach xenon how to snowboard which she does a terrible job at for someone that's really good at skiing she cannot snowboard for her life skiing and snowboarding are very different which did you find harder in the beginning well when i was skiing just learning how to ski i think i was maybe five. Oh, because you're way older for snowboarding yeah so okay. i can't even compare i went skiing once ever and i went on like the bunny hill whatever and i was probably like 10 years old and i went snowboarding less than one time ever because we were just on some hill at some like the resort in the poconos or something and some kid had a like plastic snowboard like those Mm -hmm. absolute pieces of shit Mm -hmm. snowboards where you just wear your regular snow boots and then slide your feet into the straps i don't even know if there were (laughs) straps i'm being completely honest it was more like a skateboard i would say and i went on it must it felt like so icy and i was just like immediately just fucking slammed my back of my head on on the snow and I was like, I will never, ever, ever do that again. So now I'm only sleds. Sleds only. So you want to go snowboarding this winter? Yes, please. <laughs> I've gone twice, so I'll be able to teach you. Oh, thank you. I'll be Xenon. <laughs> you could be Johnny. I'm definitely not Sam. Cool Sam. Not you. Aw. I think this is the, the first time she's there is when she falls off the cliff, right? Yes. Uh, there, she's just starting to get the hang of it. But then she goes too close to the edge, which I I don't know why they went down that run. Yeah, that was really dumb of them. I guess plot would be my guess. Well, she just went off on her own over there. That was kind of her decision. They didn't lead her that way, I don't think. She could have been closer to the mountain rather than the cliff edge, though. Yeah. So she she legit just falls off yeah. the cliff and is like holding onto a rock. And then Sam comes over to like look over the edge to see if he could help her out. And then the ice just like breaks underneath him. So it wasn't really his fault. Like it just kind of broke. Yeah. He was actually saying like, I'm going to go get help. Yeah. And he falls And then down. he falls. And yeah. he's also holding onto a rock mm-hmm. near Xenon. Nicely placed rocks, by the way. That was lucky. So they fall on the cliff and Johnny snowboards his ass off to get all the way down the mountain to where he could wave down some, I guess the guys just drive around. You yeah, know the better. ski patrol. So you find mm-hmm. ski patrol. They go up and go on a safe mission. Did you think there was any chance that either Sam or Xenon wouldn't make it? I'm sorry, Cool Sam or Xenon. No. I thought there was a chance Cool Sam wasn't going to make it. That did not even cross my mind. Because I thought they made it such a point of saving Xenon first that I was like, I fucking hope nothing happens to Cool Sam. I would be royally pissed if it does. Did you think that when Xenon and Johnny were having their moment where they look into each other's eyes, that's when Sam was going to fall? Yeah, pretty much. When she got oh, up. That would have been terrible. I know. I, I genuinely would have cried. But then I also thought back to my childhood. And I was like, if that happened in this movie, <laughs> would I have liked it as much? <laughs> oh, wait. I already watched this movie and I know what happens. Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> And the next scene is the most bullshit scene in the entire movie. 
So before this point, they were just snowboarding on the regular mountain, doing nothing wrong whatsoever, until Xenon messes up and falls off the cliff. Johnny did Johnny did literally nothing wrong, and then Sam goes to help her, and then he falls also. Again, Johnny did absolutely nothing wrong, got the help, and saved both of their lives. And then Johnny's dad is mad at Johnny. Yeah. For what? For saving his friend's lives. He did, he did literally nothing wrong and saved two kids' lives. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. It was such bullshit. And they want to ground him for that. Yeah, and his mom, mom kind of saves back. the day. And she's like, um, I think you learned your lesson. You're not grounded. Which, first of all, don't really know what lesson he was supposed to learn. His friends almost died. He's not going to do it again. They almost died. Yeah. That's it. Well, I mean, that was the learning the lesson part. But, like, again, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Dislike. But, it's, it, but it did bring us our Disney Channel original movie trope. Of Johnny being on the stairwell, walking down the stairs, and overhearing a conversation from two people he's not here, supposed to hear the conversation between. So I think this is the fourth or fifth movie that this has happened, and we've only watched nine movies so far. So I actually made a note that says, overhearing parents talk. Check. (laughs) It happened in Brink. It happened in Halloween Town. It happened in Smart House. When he sees mm-hmm. them kiss. So this is the fourth movie out of nine. Did They're- it happen in um, Can of Worms or the 13th year? I don't remember it happening in Can of Worms. It may have happened in 13th year, but I'm, I'm not positive. But almost half the movies so far have the same exact scene. So in every episode, are we going to go through and name all of the movies where yes. they have the same exact I'll scene? I'll keep a tally in my head <laughs> of every movie that happens in. Stay tuned for episode 108 of DCOM, <laughs> which will just be us listening movies with that trope. And I mean, the next few scenes, I mean, there's something too important. It's basically Xenon telling Johnny that she can't hang out with him. And it's not really clear why. It's either because her dad told her not to or it's her decision not to. It's not. There's no real definite reason at this point that we know of why they can't hang out anymore. It was also around this time that I noticed that Johnny's mom's wardrobe has completely changed. From Hawaii to Vermont? Not just the fact that she's wearing warmer clothes because it's Vermont, but the style and the vibe are totally different. She went from cool surfer mom to, at least style-wise, uptight waspy mom. Just wanted to point that out. She has to fit in with the town, first of all. And second of all, I noticed that you always <laughs> realize the mother's <laughs> clothing, and that never, ever, ever crosses my mind, because I'm too focused on... Guitar riffs? On guitar riffs. <laughs> Speaking of guitar riffs, the song in this scene, I guess the next scene, when they go back to the mountain, and Johnny's given one of those frilly hats that look really cool. Oh, yeah, he earned again. it. Sam honored him with a hat. Which is sorry, cool Sam honored him with that. Amazing, I was jealous. The music playing here just reminded me of some forty one so much, and it made me really reminiscent of back to those days. I loved some forty one. I think I knew like four songs of theirs, maybe. I had one their CDs. You didn't didn't watch the music videos? No, there was one because along with not having Disney Channel, I also didn't have MTV. What was it? A really really famous song the most famous one fat lip 
Fat Lip, I think. I think it was that one, yeah. The whole music video is just them with, like, action figures. Just, like, fucking around with action figures for four minutes during the song. So it's the greatest it, music video of all time? Look, I'm not even exaggerating. It is great. I'm not... I very much enjoyed the music video, and the reason that still stuck out to me must be because it's a very good music video. And here's where Johnny has his big Rosa Parks moment, where he's like, you know what, snowboarders? Let's go over to the skiing area, because they can't make us stay on our side. We're going to go over to their side. Civil rights hero, Johnny Kakalua. Um, unfortunately, this is also around the time that we find out that Cool Sam is going to be moving. Um, he's also moving in a week because his dad is has been restationed, I think, in Iceland. Yeah, I think it was either Iceland or yeah, it definitely was Iceland because he says it's somewhere else cold, mm-hmm. which they should have done Greenland because it's even colder in Greenland. But I guess Iceland's, Iceland's pretty funny for a name of a place that's yeah. cold. Which, that made me really sad because I like Cool Sam. Cool Sam, well, I don't want to get into it yet. But yes, I also really liked Cool Sam. And not just because mm. he was almost as cool as me. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just prior to this, the one thing, Johnny gets into a physical fight with one of the bullies. I think his name is Brett. Whatever, we'll call him the bully. Johnny gets into a fight with one of the bullies. And the headmaster, who's Zidane's mom, dad. dad. Sorry, who's Zidane's dad. Either one. We'll both accepting. Punishes Johnny for the fight. Even Unfairly. Though, yeah, Johnny did not start it. Brett was clearly provoking him. And I think his dad tells him it's not fair, but it's a reality in terms of having to be on the sky side and not the urchin side, which that really sucks too. It does really suck. I didn't like that one bit. Ugh. All right, so the fight, then Sam is moving, but then Johnny decides to take his fate into his own hands this part's great it makes no sense but it's so great oh he calls cool sam and was like hey cool sam let's (laughs) hit the road we're running away so then what what johnny and sam do cool sam do is they get their stuff and they just walk to the bus station and take a you know a short bus ride over to the town over right uh no, because they go big or go home. And oh. they certainly were not going to go home. Oh, so they go like a few towns over, right? Not big enough. Oh, so what do they do? They sneak into the military base and take a military transport to Hawaii. So are you telling me these two children sneak onto a military plane and fly all the way to Hawaii? Yeah, huh. of course. Are there direct flights from Vermont to Hawaii? Apparently. Maybe for military flights, it's probably different than commercial. Maybe. Maybe not. But still, that's like a 12-hour flight? No. Let me think. Vermont to California is like six hours, would you say? Because New York to California is about that. Um, And then maybe, I don't know, this is a guess, two or three more hours to Hawaii? I think it's longer than that, maybe. It is? Maybe, I don't don't know. know. So about 10 hours. Which is insane. So they were hiding on a military transport. Well, first, they successfully stuck into the military base. Easy. Then they successfully infiltrated the military transport. Also easy. Then they successfully hid themselves for at least 10 hours. That's right. 
then they also successfully exited both the transport and the base. Yep, exactly. And and they somehow get from the base to Johnny's grandfather's house. Yes, which I guess they have to be on the same island because it looks like they walked from they were walking from the base yeah, to grandpa's house. I don't Grandpa's remember house. which island they're on. I don't either. And they, they definitely mentioned at some point because Xenon names all the islands in Hawaii because she's a smarty pants, but... They're on the military base island. Okay, Kauai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they land there and they just basically fall asleep. And Oh, and the parents are freaking out. Sam's dad comes over and he's like, what the hell's going on? Where's my kid? What's what's going on? And so other parents are like, oh, he's probably in Hawaii. Naturally. Yeah. First guess, Hawaii. So Johnny's dad calls grandpa and grandpa's like, yeah, they're here. They're fine. They're alive. I'm not sending them back. Yeah. They'll the dad's go back like, in their own time. The dad's like, can you send them back? And he's like, mm, nah, <laughs> which is insane of him to do. I mean, I can kind of see him doing it if it was just Johnny. But Sam is there, too. Completely and, irresponsible. Yeah. Like, it's kind of. It's almost kidnapping them. But also, Sam's dad doesn't seem too crazy about it. Sam's dad is very calm. Yeah, and so is Johnny's mom. The both of them are so calm about the entire situation. I can understand Johnny's mom being calm. Right, because he's with his grandfather. Yeah. Right, right, right. But Sam's dad, like, your son is actually on the other side of the country. And also if anyone finds out, if anyone finds out, you're probably going to get kicked out of the military <laughs> or or in big trouble at least. Yeah. And now he's not going to be able to go to his new station because he has to find his son and this random guy in Hawaii is not sending his son back. Truly incredible. Yeah. Did you think at any point that cool Sam's dad would get stationed in Hawaii? <laughs> And it'd be a situation where Johnny's stuck in Vermont and Cool Sam's stuck in Hawaii. Oh, that would have been a twist. That didn't cross my mind, but that actually would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Because then whenever Johnny went to visit his grandpa, he also could have gone to visit Cool Sam. So they, yeah, so they're in Hawaii now and they're just waiting around now for Johnny and Cool Sam to decide to come back to Vermont. Which they do eventually because they are responsible on my grandpa. But first, Johnny and grandpa teach Sam how to surf, which is really cool. Kind of paying it forward because Sam spent a lot of time teaching Johnny how to surfboard. And Johnny ditches his two friends, which he hasn't seen in a while, to help Sam surfboard. Well, his two friends, at least one of them in particular in the beginning, was kind of annoying. Yeah. And definitely a Debbie Downer. That's true. So Sam was way cooler. Cool Sam was way cooler. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. is surfboarding or surfboarding, like uh, Beyonce says. Anyway, um, so Johnny and Cool Sam make their way back to Vermont and Grandpa is in tow. Yes, he comes also. Oh, and also before they leave, I really like this line where they're at a campfire. I think. Cool Sam is sleeping or something. I'm not really sure. It's just the grandpa talking to Johnny. And Johnny's like, there's no waves in Vermont. And the grandpa's like, there may not be physical waves, but maybe there's some metaphorical waves in Vermont. You just got to find what those waves are. 
which I really liked that line of his. It wasn't word for word that, but that was the gist of it. Why did you like it? I mean, you're in a different situation. You got to make the best of it. You got to turn lemons into lemonade and find what you like and, and go with it. You can't change your circumstances, but you could change what you're doing in those circumstances. So I like the uh, the message he was conveying to Johnny in a way that Johnny would understand it best. Nice. Talking about surfing. Mm-hmm. So Go, Grandpa. You go, Grandpa. So like you said, they go back to Vermont and Grandpa comes. I guess Grandpa didn't really tell the parents he was coming to. No, it was a surprise. So that was cool. But really happy that Grandpa was more prepared for the Vermont weather than Johnny was when he first arrived. But we find out later that Grandpa clearly knows about cold weather. Oh. And doing things in cold weather. Oh, yes. He's no stranger. This is when the grandpa, well, the grandpa and dad have a talk. And the grandpa, again, with his sage advice, tells Johnny's dad that you can't force Johnny to give up something he likes. You didn't like surfing. I couldn't force you to go surfing. And Johnny likes surfing. You can't force him not to go surfing. You can't force him not to do snowboarding. He's going to do what he likes, and you can't force his hand on that. So just let him be and let him do what he likes. And this was a nice twist on the uh, the father-son moment, because this was Grandpa and Johnny's dad, so it was two adults having a discussion, but also father and a son moving their relationship forward. Yeah, and not surprisingly, it reminded me of Gilmore Girls in that the conversations between Rory and Lorelai which are kind of the focus of the show but then whenever Lorelai is talking to the grandmother like as a kid I was like I don't really care about this because I'm a child so like in this movie I didn't really care about this scene because I was a child and cared more about Johnny but when you get older and you're watching these scenes you're like oh I can really relate to although I don't have kids obviously I can really relate to the more adult conversation Mm -hmm. and trying to see life in a different context in that way so I really enjoyed the scene with the uh the grandfather and dad talking. Yeah. And I think it was nice even for kids who may not uh, be as into the conversation. They're still watching something where two adult men share their feelings and grow from it. Right. And I think that's important. About surfing, nonetheless. The most important part is the surfing. <laughs> exactly. And the next day, Johnny brings his grandfather snowboarding. Oh, and the guy at the snowboard shop, Randy, freaks out. He is so pumped. Oh, he know yeah, he knows Johnny Tsunami. This yeah. guy who works at a, a snow store. A snow store? A, a snowboarding snow- store? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this um You could buy snow there. I'm gonna can I do you have any snow? Can I get six ounces of your finest powder, please. Um, I'm gonna take that no, the snow and the yeah, that that snow. Yeah. Half pound, please. Thank you. And, oh, Randy's also wearing a mask as if he's prepared for coronavirus. That was great. That was the most familiar part of the movie. (laughs) So I guess that still exists in 2049. And this is, oh, so he freaks out. He gives Johnny Tsunami free everything. Free board, free helmet, all the equipment for free. Well, he also gave Johnny, young Johnny... All the free equipment, too. Right. Randy is just giving out snowboard equipment like candy. And he knew young Johnny, too, from the magazines or whatever, which Um, is crazy. I don't know if he knew. I think he said 
when Sam was introducing them, mentioned that he came from Hawaii and he was a surfer. And Randy brought up like, oh, I know the surfer Johnny Tsunami. And Johnny was like, oh, that's my grandpa. Oh, OK. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right about that. Yeah. So but definitely recognized Johnny Tsunami when he graced his presence. And also, this store makes about negative dollars per day, it seems like, because he just gives away free stuff to everyone, it looks like. Oh, you, you're cool? Here, I have a snowboard. <laughs> so, and we also learn here, because Johnny's like, oh, this is great. I'll teach my grandpa how to snowboard. And, and he's already in a fantastic snowboarder. Yeah, grandpa's like, oh, you don't have to teach me. I got the moves. I've done this a time or two. Yeah. It's never explained at all. When he learned to snowboard or in what situation or where he was, never explained, but he's really good at snowboarding. That's in the prequel. Well, there is a sequel, so. I don't want a sequel. I want a movie dedicated to Johnny Tsunami, actually Johnny Tsunami, to know how he learned how to snowboard. Maybe it flashes back and to before. And then moves to Hawaii to learn how to surf. <laughs> it's it's the same movie, but reversed. reversed. Oh, that's pretty cool. He came from a prep school and moved to Hawaii learned how to surf he was the sky and became an urchin yeah that's yeah i could see it it's in the works yeah. we'll get started on it so i mean some skirmish happens or whatever johnny and his grandfather go over to the skiing side again and this is when the big showdown well i guess not the big showdown but the first showdown happens and johnny and brett agree to have a race to decide if everyone could use yeah. The skiing side. Either everything stays the same or everyone can ski and snowboard wherever they want. So what I liked most about this scene. Is that it was just like the brink racing scene? Well, yes. But the premise I liked the best is that Brett controls who goes on the other side of the mountain. Brett has yeah. no say. This bully is just a skier. He's just a guy that skis. He has literally no control. Over who goes on what side besides him bullying people that come to his side. Oh, Sam, I don't know if you noticed this, but they all had matching jackets. So uh, they clearly are the big cheeses on the mountain. Oh, it was so funny. It's like he doesn't have, a, it's like he doesn't have authority to make that deal with, uh, with Johnny. Oh, and also Brett could win a little medallion yes. if he wins. Medallion he knows nothing about. But meant a lot to Johnny and his grandpa. And that the grandpa seemingly carried around everywhere and also was wearing while snowboarding in Vermont. Well, he did win. The, I get that part. I get why he wears the medallion that he won for being the best surfer ever. But I don't get why the grandpa putting up the most sentimental item he has in exchange for Brett putting up access to a mountain, which is no authority over how that was the deal made for this race. Because plot. <laughs> that was great. And just like Brink, there is a race the next day between Johnny and the bully. And guess who wins? Uh, Brett? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Joanna. Try again. I don't know. That's who? right. Johnny wins. Yay, Johnny! Johnny wins the race. After Brett cheats, he pushes him down. He's just a real big jerk. Also very reminiscent of... Brink. We're just going to keep bringing up Brink. And another part of the drumness of Brink is the second that Johnny wins, all of Brett's friends celebrate with Johnny. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, Johnny's the winner. I liked him more all along. This is great. Xenon celebrates with him. 
the his best friend bully celebrates with him mm-hmm. it's hysterical um also another uh oh wait no we forgot to mention that before the race johnny and his dad have their father-son moment johnny's dad goes to the race and cheers him on and after johnny wins he's like party at our house oh yeah and there's a luau there's yeah. literally a hawaiian theme party at their vermont house which is it's nice out yeah it is nice out. it's not snowing it's not that cold it seems like it, it was actually perfect conditions for a snowboard race um the thing that caught my eye at the luau was the pig roast that's very hawaiian i'm i'm a vegetarian i'm not the expert on roasting pigs but i do believe that it's kind of a many hours possibly full day ordeal and not something one would serve at an impromptu backyard party well the thing that you don't realize is that his dad knew he was gonna win oh he had that much faith in him yeah, yeah. it was not really an impromptu party he'd been planning it yes. all day okay. he'd been roasting it for 20 okay. hours by that point wow yeah. that's really nice of him he's a good dad now so Wow, I guess that talk the night before really uh, really meant something. <laughs> Good for him. And the last scene is Johnny and Xenon slow dancing, and then it cuts to the credits. Adorable scene. Yes. And that was Johnny Tsunami. Desegregation wins! What were your overall thoughts on this movie? I liked it. It was fun. I think that if I had watched it when I was younger, I wouldn't have gotten all of like the civil rights and segregation things that were put in there. Um, I mean, obviously watching it now and in the times that we live in, it stuck out a lot more. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a fun movie. The acting was fine. The characters were fun. The good guys were good. The bad guys were bad. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. I think as a kid, like, trying to go off my recollection i mean i obviously really liked it as a kid i definitely thought it was more fun and easygoing kind of more of like a brink type movie when i watched it as a kid with less real emphasis and kind of risk and class consciousness and racial elements and things like that as a kid but i think it definitely still holds up now it's definitely an enjoyable movie nothing about the premise is that ridiculous i don't think it's still even 20 years later, it still holds up, and I really enjoyed watching it still. Johnny Tsunami, 10 out of 10. Wow, that high? Yes. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now let's go over some of the questions we have about this movie that we do for at least the last few movies that we've watched. So the first one is, if you could change anything about this movie, what would you change? Um, I would have made the guitar riffs louder so that I would notice them more. No. Um, I don't know. I mean, talking, there were some nitpicky things that we brought up. Um, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, they don't really matter. I guess at the low, they would have served sandwiches instead of the giant pig. Did you want them to serve beet cake instead? I always want everyone to serve beet cake. I think the change I would have made is, I mean, it was a little cliche. Again, this is 1999, so maybe it wasn't as cliche at the time. But I wish they did something that wasn't just a downhill race for to see who wins. Because I feel there's so many other movies. Like, Out Cold does that, which may have come out after 99, the more I think about it. Brink does it. 
Yes, which yeah, did come out just before. But there's so many of those skiing movies where it's like these two people are fighting over the mountain. It was like a turf war. Right. and But there's always a race to decide who gets authority over it. Yeah, because it's exciting. You get to show off a whole bunch of cool stunts. I was okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. What two characters would you ship together? Johnny and Cool Sam. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think you always ship together the main character and <laughs> their the best, best friend. friend. Um, it's possible. Uh, it's probable. But... I feel like they made a really good team. They were very cute together. Yeah. They wore the same hat. I mm-hmm. mean, come on. Yeah, they were the matching couple. It was adorable. I w- <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> I would have put together the principal or headmaster and class consciousness <laughs> as a concept. <laughs> yeah, that was necessary. But in reality, I would have said Xenon and Johnny because they were also adorable together. Uh, so you were going for the obvious choice. But they never kissed. Xenon, they did not. Xenon wasn't as forward in this movie as she was in her own movie. That's true. It Was was it weird for you? I mean, obviously, it's an actress. So, I mean, they do whatever they want in the movies, whatever they're told. But was it weird to you how different she was in Xenon to this movie? No, because... Like you said, she's an actress, and I watch movies all the time with the same actors in them. I think it's different so, with like the Disney Channel movies, because like even with the sister in the last movie, she was totally different. But I mean, she wasn't like a hundred percent different. But here, Xenon was so forward and outgoing in Xenon, and that she was so shy and like reserved and didn't want to like yeah, go she against did not the grain. Stand up for herself, and she did not stand up for other people, even though it was clear. Yep. That she thought was happening. She didn't want to break the rules. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought, I was like, whoa, Xenon, you've changed. (laughs) No, no, didn't bother me that the actor, the actor was playing a different role. (laughs) Too bad. Who would you most want to hang out with? I mean, my first thought was Johnny. Because he seems like a really cool guy. And then I guess along with Johnny, also cool Sam. Because they seem like they're best friends now. So if you hang out with one, that automatically means you're hanging out with the other. Um, but then Johnny Tsunami, Grandpa, also seems like a pretty awesome dude. So if you had to pick one, or I guess two in a tandem deal with Cool Sam and Johnny, who would you choose? Well, then I have to go for Cool Sam and Johnny. Okay. Because you get two. Two for one. Yeah. Yeah. I had Johnny Tsunami. He seems very chill and would give very, very good advice, I think. Yeah. In a roundabout way. So we will hang out. And by default, yeah, I'll bring oh, Johnny and Cool well, Sam. Like me and you will yeah. hang out. Yeah, oh, we okay. will hang out. I'll bring Johnny and Cool Sam. You bring Johnny Tsunami. Are you a little concerned that it'll be confusing? Because whenever someone says Cool Sam, both me and the other Cool Sam will turn around. Um, No. Because- You're not concerned about that. No, because I have a feeling uh, Johnny Tsunami will put you in your place pretty quickly. So you'll just be Sam. Johnny Tsunami. And Cool Sam will be Cool Sam. No, 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 no. Me and Johnny Tsunami are like this. This is me crossing my fingers. <laughs> demonstrating how close we are. And he would never do such a thing. And he's the nicest kid and would just be nice to me. So you are wrong. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question before we get to hot seat is what was your favorite scene? You go first, because I'm thinking. 
My favorite scene, although it did give me anxiety, was them falling off the cliff and holding on. Because it added some more stakes to the movie because I thought that Sam might actually (laughs) get badly hurt. So I did enjoy that because it also added more camaraderie between the three of them. Okay. That's a good one. I think I like the scenes, just all of the montages with the snowboarding. Well, first that I just, so cool. Yeah, because that's exactly it. It was so cool. I actually really like watching like the X Games and stuff like that and watching people snowboard and do really cool tricks. So that was right on my alley. I've never. We've been together for five years and I've never seen you watch a hint of the X Games before. Um, it's I don't actively look out for the X Games. And actually, we don't have TV now. We just stream everything. So I don't do it. Um, but back when I had TV and channels, if I was slipping through and the X Games was on, that was just my day. Who was your favorite skateboarder outside of Tony Hawk? I didn't have one. I didn't know anyone's names. Oh, my God. Really? Fo- I didn't follow. Like. Okay, you just like watching. I just like watching. Okay, yeah. You ever play Tony Hawk Pro Skater or anything like that? No. Wow, that's terrible, Joanna. I'll get my N64 and I'll play it. Deal. I loved that game. Me and my brother would play that for hours and hours on end. Did you ever watch the X Games? Yes, of course. Okay. Because it was the same guys in the video game (laughs) in that thing. It was like Bob Burnquist (laughs) and like Bucky Lassick and all those the same guys all those dudes i was like oh yeah. that's a guy with the that does the 900 and they would never do the 900 in real life but that's a guy that does 900 in the video game <laughs> also olympics snowboard oh, yeah, cross you're a, yeah you're a big yes. olympic person winter olympics Ugh. i really like watching skiing and snowboarding i think one of my favorite tweets is about the olympics kind of and it's like you're watching figure skating and like a figure skater does something super super cool and you're like Wow, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. That was incredible. And the natural's like, ooh, she'll be upset with that one. She didn't nail it perfectly. Because <laughs> you don't know anything about like, the technical abilities. You just don't know like what looks cool and what doesn't look cool. <laughs> and now to my favorite part of the show. Hot seat. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So hot seat, in case you don't know, is we ask each other a question and that we don't know in advance and we have to answer it on the spot. So you start. How badly, when you were younger, did you want to be Johnny Tsunami? I didn't want to be Johnny Tsunami in terms of surfing, but I want to be Johnny Tsunami in terms of snowboarding because I don't like going in the water, so I feel like I would die if I was a surfer, but I did think it looked really cool snowboarding, so I definitely wanted to be him snowboarding. Did you specifically want to be him snowboarding or did you also want to be him in the general sense of like i want to be the best at something and i want to kick ass at a sport i don't know if it was exactly being the best at it but it was being like he seemed pretty cool mm-hmm. so i want to be him in that sense like he was an upbeat guy people liked him except for the bullies and things you know he was just good at things so i like that aspect of it okay yeah and it wasn't so much being like the best but like being cool and doing cool things like snowboarding nice so here's my question for you what is a sport you've never played or taken part in but you think you'd be really really good at like johnny tsunami is at snowboarding after like a week Ooh. well first 
Johnny Tsunami already was an athlete and had really good balance and knew sure, how to but navigate. It was a totally new yeah, sport, yeah, though, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. So but, something you've never done before. Um, I'm just saying that he had an advantage. Okay. Yeah. He knew how to balance and, you know. Sure, sure. Steer. Something that I would be really good at that I have not tried before. Or you've done, like, very minimally, we'll say. Snowboarding. You think you'd be really good at snowboarding? I mean, I wouldn't be able to do tricks or anything, but I th- could make it down a mountain. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that kind of goes in line with the movie then. <laughs> uh, well, we already covered my other question. Oh, what was the other one? What do you think this movie is really about? Oh, Clash Consciousness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we got Hot Seat done with. Now we're going to go back to your prediction about Johnny Tsunami. Mm-hmm. So your first prediction was that it's about a, <laughs> a, tsunami, a tsunami that named, ravages a city. A city the causes, tsunami's named Johnny, though. Yes. That kills everyone yeah, in some death city. Death and destruction, and it follows one of the survivors. Which you were close. Yeah. Or. There was a Johnny. There was a Johnny. My other prediction, which I was, you know, really on the fence, kind of thought both were equally possible. (laughs) My other prediction was that it's about a kid who surfs. Yeah. Did you see the cover? I think we went over this before we watched the movie. Yes, I did. So you saw that he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. On a surfboard. On a surfboard with a snow mountain behind him. I hadn't paid enough attention. Oh, okay. So I just saw that it was a kid on a surfboard. Okay. So I didn't, yeah. the uh, mountains in the background didn't uh, process in my brain. So we're going to have you guess the next one. Okay. You haven't seen the cover. No, I haven't. You don't know the title of the next no, one. No, and I did not look. I pro- okay. I promise. So this next movie is called Genius, and it also came out in 1999. What do you think happens in Genius? Well, there are definitely a lot of lab coats. And uh, beakers. I think it's about the person who goes on to create the space station that Xenon lives on. Very good guess. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's your guess about genius. Yeah. Just some things about some of the actors in this movie. So obviously, Brandon Baker is the main character who plays Johnny. He definitely doesn't act anymore, but I think he was in a few other things. He's in the sequel, I'm assuming. I don't think I've ever seen the sequel. Now I think about it, but I guess oh, we'll see. So it'll be a new experience for both of us. The also Brandon Baker and I have something in common. What's that? We both officiate weddings. Oh, I think you're going to say you're both bakers. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the father, who was named Pete, which I didn't know the entire movie until I read the cast list. Oh, I did. The mom says his name a lot. Oh, I didn't pay attention whatsoever to that. I did not know the mom's name, though. Oh, so Pete was in Inception Mm -hmm. and the mother. I have no idea what she was in. The sad part, though, is Cool Sam passed away. Yeah, that is really sad. Yeah. Very young. I was very upset when I read that. Yeah. Right after we finished the movie. I was actually, I looked him up first to see what else he was in. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's really good. I think, oh, and also the acting in this movie was pretty good. Yeah, they did a great job. Yeah. Xenon's a really good actress. Go Kristen Storm. Is that her name? Something yeah, like that? Kirsten. I think Kirsten, Kirsten Storm, yeah. Okay. The, oh, we didn't even talk about these characters. I guess we kind of did. Randy, the guy who mm-hmm. works in the store. 
he plays himself, or not himself, he plays Randy and his twin brother. Yes. <laughs> which I didn't realize when I was watching yes. it. But yeah, so he plays two characters in the movie, a very Olsen twins reverse situation. More like a parent trap. Very much parent trap. Mm-hmm. Do you know parent traps won the Disney Channel original movies, but a different parent trap? Really? No, I'm lying. It was Freaky Friday. I got confused. <laughs> oh my god. It's the same movie in my mind. And yeah. like I said before, the actor who played Johnny Tsunami, he's in every single ninja movie. Ninja, ninja, ninja. Johnny Tsunami, ninja, ninja. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much all I have. Oh, also this movie was nominated for the Humanitas Prize in the children's live action category, but lost. You know what? It was an honor just to be nominated. Do you know what won? What? Can of Worms. Ooh. I'm kidding. I don't even know what award it is, but Can of Worms did not deserve to win. Is there anything else you want to add for our audience before we go? I just want to say go big or go home. Okay, thanks. Bye.